The following podcast is presented by Secret Room Multimedia. Listening to Fair Point. I'm Nathan Capacer. I'm Craig Lewis. We are the champs, my friends of of New York. Vermont <laughs> minor league baseball team. No, yeah, fucking a champ today. God damn, that's it. our topic. This is pretty cool though because it's like we the, got our own piece of Americana folklore, mythology, legend. That like rivals the Loch Ness, and not just Americana, but New Yorkicana. New Yorkicana, <laughs> yeah, right at home. Take that, Vermont. The uh, Lake Champlain monster is, of course, what we're talking about. Uh, he's been around. He or she has been around much longer than Nessie. Funny again, Craig. If we had just waited two weeks, we would have been I, doing this just before that's Champ unbelievable. Day. Uh, Champ Day is August third. We we are just like our inner clocks are off by by a week or two. Yeah, we did the same. And, and it's going to be a shame that like if the next two subjects we do is, had like yeah. a day that was the week or two weeks before is Skynet, <laughs> so, is Skynet day in, in Skynet mid, day mid August. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but Champ's pretty interesting. I mean, uh, it's protected by New York and Vermont. Yeah, that's really cool. They're like, uh, well, there's no proof that it exists, but just to be on the safe side, in case it does, you can't fucking hunt it. You can't take it down. Hope you're listening, Kendall. Uh, there's Vermont so has a minor league so baseball. I love it. <laughs> and that's all we're going to say about that. Uh, Vermont has a minor league baseball team, too, the Vermont Lake Monsters. Like, yeah. it's, there's some pop culture. It, it's, it's a pretty interesting, uh, cool thing, and we're going to talk about that later. Sports fans, just so you know, they're the minor league team for the Oakland Athletics, formerly the Nationals. Get on my level with with sports knowledge. Nobody cares. Nobody listening cares. Actually, you need to get on Superfan Josh's level. I'm pretty sure he's our biggest fan. If uh, if you disagree with us, please let us know why. If if you're listening, let us know. And Josh, uh, I know you're listening, so I would <laughs> love one of those stickers, the Guy Fox stickers. Yeah, uh, yeah, stickers and pins hopefully come pins soon. Pins too, yep. I put that right on my jacket. Uh, Superfan Josh writes, Hey, look at me. I'm Josh. I'm so cool. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Is this, well, is this what we do to our superfans? We just... <laughs> God, clean it up there, Nathan. Come on. I know Josh, so it's okay. Oh, so it's okay now. Oh, it's okay. I know him. He won't get offended. Jerk. Now, Superfan Josh writes... I have a possible topic you guys could talk about. Among my random internet findings, I began reading articles about humans and animals with diprosopus. I find it very interesting and slightly disturbing, but I wouldn't mind hearing what you guys have to say about the topic. A few well-known people with the condition are Edward Mordrake and Pascal Pignon. Keep up the awesome episodes coming. Or keep the awesome episodes coming. I uh, fucked that up. He didn't. <laughs> he's he's starting to acquire uh, midlife dyslexia. No, no, that was, that was me. <laughs> 
No, yeah, I, I know you. You are starting to acquire it because you're reading it. Now, anyways, <laughs> short answer, uh, no, we're not going to make it a topic. <laughs> Jesus. Long answer, we're still talking about it. So, yeah, uh, diaper sopus, I, it, like the thought in my head when I say somebody has, when somebody tells me they have diaper sopus. Di- you have a pet dinosaur? I was personally thinking they are wearing adult diapers constantly. Oh, God. But... <laughs> Apparently, diprosopus is a condition in which parts of the face are duplicated. Uh, Whoa. Uh, it's often like considered conjoined twinning. And, you know, it's thought of to be like the result of two separate embryos fusing together. But it's not. It's, that's not the case. It's, really? It's actually one embryo undergoing abnormal protein production. That's crazy. <laughs> that, no, that, that really is crazy. One, it's got to be an extremely rare disorder. I don't think I've ever seen anybody outside of a P.T. Barnum and Bailey show with this. Uh, basically, it occurs when the protein SHH, or Sonic Hedgehog, Sonic is the Hedgehog? improperly. Yes, you heard that correct. I um, did. Okay. Yes. Little apparently, blue speed demons. Apparently, there's a lot of proteins and stuff that are named... Um, After video game characters? Yeah, just... Strangely and oddly, like I'm not sure if it's all video Where's game the Mario characters, but protein. There's, a, there's Pikachu Rin. No way. Yep. Um, what about Samus? And actually, there's Link. dude. There's another protein that's been flagged as a potential inhibitor of Sonic Hedgehog. You know what it's called? Tails. Robotnikinin. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. I refuse to believe this. Yeah, dude. Um, apparently some people in like the scientific community are against it. Some people are like, eh, whatever. But... Are against what? The naming? Yeah. Oh, so is, is this like a conspiracy thing that, uh, that now, like how sick are these video game companies to that? They're, they're using these proteins as name for their characters <laughs> it's, or it's is it the other way they're, around? They're paying them. There's that, some money yeah. going under the table. Yeah. Hey. Or, or maybe like the one scientist that discovered it was like, just got done playing a whole shit ton of hey, Sonic the Hedgehog. Anti-depression. Uh, anti-depression pills only pay doctors so much. Oh, yeah. But no, um, could you imagine being the doctor that has to tell somebody their child's going to be stillborn because it has an abnormal production of Sonic the Hedgehog? I, I, honestly, as like a, <laughs> if I was a parent hearing this news, I would be like, this, this isn't funny. Stop being funny. You're not funny. What's wrong? No, it's, it's, it's true. It's your your child is producing too much Sonic Hedgehog, and, but and she'd be like, "How is that? But how is that possible? I didn't sleep with a Japanese man." <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's so you can see how it might be a little bit of a issue. Yeah. Well, basically, though, Sonic Hedgehog governs the width of facial features. He's like Sonic says, "You're gonna have a big old nose, three eyes." <laughs> Why, where do you think Tails got the extra tails? Oh, my God. It's all coming together. Oh, God. And where do you think Knuckles got the brass knuckles? Oh, um, Big Daddy's Pawn Shop down on 5th. They'll sell you some if you ask. What if there really is a Big Daddy's Pawn Shop somewhere on somewhere 5th? Somewhere on 5th in some <laughs> city in some us. country. People just start flooding them. They're like, hey, They're like, hey we're looking I for heard you brass are. knuckles. It's like, yo, we got whole bunches of them. You want brass, silver, gold, what? Engraved. Gold knuckles. Diamond encrusted. <laughs> Got all sorts of knuckles. Don't just stick to brass. You <laughs> can expand yourself. Look your best <laughs> while you're knocking them gold. <laughs> you can be a knockout. Oh. Uh, the leave the puns to the pros. Uh. 
So Sonic Hedgehog governs the width of facial features, and in excess, it leads to really widened facial features, and the Probably wider it gets... Probably spin too much on one spot. <laughs> um, the wider it gets, though, the more likely they are to just duplicate the features. Oh, okay. So is there like a successful birth ratio in this, or is it like 0%? Or? Humans born with the condition rarely survive more than a couple minutes or a couple hours. Do you think this uh, has anything to do with... Remember that goat that was born with eight legs? Oh, yeah, spider goat. Spider goat. Yeah, we talked about him. We think that's possible. Superior spider goat. That, that Sonic the Hedgehog got inside him and uh, gave him... Well, it's fa- that governs facial features, so no. Oh, it's just facial else. features? Yeah. So it is that it had one born inside the other. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. Uh, cats born with this condition are referred to as Janus cats, after the Roman god with two faces. Remember Janus from Chrono Trigger? We talked about in episode yes. 50. Uh Two faces, spoiler alert, but uh, no, you know what? We don't need to spoil no. Chrono Trigger here in this episode. If you want to spoil, go listen to episode 50. A Janice cat named Frank and Louie was put in the Guinness Book of World Records in 2011 uh, at age 12 as the longest surviving Janice cat. I think it's still oh, alive. That's crazy. Yeah, which would make it 15 right now. Awesome cat. I would own that cat. I don't like cats, really. You know, I'm not a cat person to say owning Pets, but I would totally own that cat. Oh, yeah, you're not a cat person. That's an entirely different protein production thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's Meowthine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what it is? There you go. So Josh brings up Edward Mordrake and Pascal Pignon. These guys were interesting figures. Uh, Edward Mordrake was a 19th century English dude who supposedly had an extra face on the back of his head. Oh, really? So it is possible for humans to survive. This story is very embellished. See, here's what happens, too, is usually when it happens, like there was a pig named uh, Ditto that had two faces almost, but only one of the esophaguses really worked, and it was breathing through one of them while it was eating, and it ended up, something happened and ended up dying and getting a condition from that. It it survived for a long time, though. But yeah, um, so this guy had a, another face on the back of his head, supposedly Is he Voldemort. <laughs> and it was said that this head couldn't eat or speak, but was able to laugh and cry. So it could experience Fucking emotions. Creepy. Talk about nightmare fuel. I'm sorry we didn't warn you that you, you're going to have nightmares tonight. Um, That's a man that has to sleep on his side. Supposedly, he begged doctors to remove his face, calling it a demon face and claiming that it whispered to him at night. He uh, committed suicide at age 23. Oh. So this most likely wasn't totally true. So he was a schizophrenic, too. Or he was schizophrenic. He, I don't know. Like, the thing is, like, having a face on the back of your head, though, is probably not what was going to happen. Like, this is probably embellished, you know? Right. Perhaps he did have diprosopus and had another face on the side or facial features, but... Like he uh, had a, a third ear or something. Well, the following was written in the 1900 book Anomalies and Curiosities of Medicine by George Milbury Gold. One of the weirdest, as well most melancholy stories of human deformity is that of Edward Mordrake, said to have been heir to one of the noblest peerages in England. He never claimed this title, however, and committed suicide in his 23rd year. He lived in complete seclusion, refusing the visits even of the members of his own family. He was a young man of fine attainments, a profound scholar, and a musician of rare ability. His figure was remarkable for its grace, and his face, that is to say, his natural face, was that of an antino... Antianus, Antina, Antinus, 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 I don't know what that means. Uh, but upon the back of his head was another face, that of a beautiful girl. 
lovely as a dream, hideous as a devil. The female face was a mere mask, occupying only a small portion of the posterior part of the skull, yet exhibiting every sign of intelligence, of a malignant sort, however. It would be been seen to smile and sneer while Mordrake was weeping. The eyes would follow the movements of the spectator, and the lips would gibber without ceasing. No voice was audible, but Mordrake avers that he was kept from his rest at night by the hateful whispers of this devil twin, as he called it, which never sleeps but talks to me forever of such things as they only speak of in hell. No imagination can conceive the dreadful temptations it sets before me. For some unforgiven wickedness of my forefathers, I am knit to this fiend, for a fiend it surely is. I beg and beseech you to crush it out of human semblance, even if I die for it. Such were the words of the hapless Mordrake to Manvers and Treadwell, his physicians. In spite of careful watching, he managed to procure poison, whereof he died, leaving a letter requesting that the demon face might be destroyed before his burial, lest it continue its dreadful whisperings in my grave. At his own request, he was interred in a waste place without stone or legend to mark his grave. Jesus. I I really feel like... (laughs) Maybe Lovecraft got some of, inspira- of his inspirations from this story here. It's Lovecraftian in nature. That that type of horror Definitely. is a natural horror yeah. that Lovecraft was very good at writing about. Jesus Christ, though. What the fuck did I just read? Cthulhu Vatagen. Cthulhu Vatagen. <laughs> right eye. Then there was Pascal Pignon, also known as the Two-Headed Mexican. He, on the other hand, lived into the 20th century, and there are pictures of him. He looks like a Hayao Miyazaki acid nightmare. No offense. <laughs> wow. So mean. Well. <laughs> to the deceased man with that head. He couldn't control it. It's not his fault. He has a head sort of protruding up and out of the top of his head, which is covered in a scarf of hair, like up to its face. And his right leg is Patrick Duffy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, well, no. Uh, of course, he, he didn't actually have another face. He just had a large benign tumor on his head, which was fitted with a fake wax face. This guy worked at, uh, like, carnival sideshows. Oh, so, like, he had this huge-ass tumor, and uh, and he just, like, put a prosthetic face on it. So, did he really have this no. diaperpropecia? Diaprosopus? Diaprosopus? No. no. Dinosaurs went extinct, like, millions of years ago, Craig. Come right, on. right. Keep up. Well, how do you explain Steven Spielberg? Over in the great land of Romania, a 34-year-old woman named Gina Mihai, she claims that her grandmother was trying to speak to her via her smartphone by taking a selfie. (laughs) The, The dead grandmother took a selfie of herself. Wait. Oh, her dead grandmother. Yes. Did I not establish that? I don't know. That the grandmother's dead. Um, well, yeah. Wow. So she's all freaked out, and there's like pictures of it, and it's it's weird because the phone was apparently in this girl's pocket, and when she pulled it out, there was a picture of what she says is her grandmother. Frankly, it just looks like blurred camera with um, some facial features distorted. You know, oh, which so is even it's not, weirder. It's not even like a clear picture of her grandmother. No, no, it's just not. It's got just into her it, phone. you could tell it's a person. Uh, the weird part is how it was taken and how like the picture distorted like this. And they said that there were snakes around uh, the grandmother's throat. But looking at it, 
it looks like it's her hair just bent and twisted around her neck. Uh, and obviously the picture is completely distorted. But she swears this is a message to her. They have uh, an alms service once a year where Romanians go and give food to their dead ones at their gravestones. And supposedly, I guess, it ends up feeding the homeless or something, uh, which is good. Uh, yeah, supposedly the lady has has not done it for the past two years. So, and she got this quote unquote sign from her grandmother while she was cooking food. So she's saying like her grandmother's saying she's being punished in hell because she's not cooking her food once a year. Damn. It's that's, that would suck. So this design agency in Slovakia uh, called design develop has started the Gregory project which seeks to create small two-bedroom apartments uh, to convert existing billboards into two-bedroom apartments. Existing billboards? Well, I don't know if it's existing billboards, but basically make it, instead of these big billboards, there'll be these V-shaped billboards that focus on both parts of the road, and then the back has like the doors into a two-bedroom apartment for homeless people, basically. Oh, just so for homeless have, people? Yes, to shelter homeless people. Oh, so this is going to be for free then. People can live there for free. I'm really curious. How does it work? Well, they're going to obviously... Because I'll be, be kind of pissed when the homeless become homeowners before I do. <laughs> right. <laughs> obviously, it's going to be paid for by the money the money generated from renting the ad okay. space. But uh, how, how will it... like, Dude, there's photos of like the prototype for these apartments. They're fucking beautiful. Yeah. Like... Yeah, like how does this work? Who gets it? Like they're they're, they're not just right? going to be Is open it? for homeless people to fight over. You uh, know I believe I mean? it'll like, be uh, squatters' keys. rights. It's got well, they've got to like go somewhere to get a key to it. You know what I mean? There's no way they're just going to have them open and like ha- let like people come in and trash them. You know what I mean? Right, right. Teenagers, then teenagers. That's exactly and, what I was thinking. It was fucking teenagers. Yeah, and and crazy people just take shits in them and leave and like. You know what I mean? Like Crazy this... teenagers taking shits. <laughs> While partying. <laughs> While partying. Hey, guys, we're going to have a shit party. That's the new, the new trend that your teen is most definitely doing. Shit parties. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> if my kid, I swear to God, if my kid ever did something like that, I would disown them. Watch. Tomorrow it's going to be reported on Fox because someone just heard it in this podcast. And Fox is like, oh, good enough for me. God. Report it. <laughs> good <laughs> enough for me. Your teens are shit partying. <laughs> They're just rolling around in shit. <laughs> Be scared. Um, that smell you smell on them when they come home, <laughs> that's not drugs. You smell like shit. Don't lie to me. Look me in your eyes and tell me you haven't been shit. Buddy. I'm sorry. It's Versace. Moving on. Do we have anything else we could talk about, like movies or something, man? I'm, I don't want to talk about shit partying. Yeah. That's, it's not this kind of podcast, we promise. Not quite movie news, but I got some TV news. Uh, it's about Brandon Ruth from Superman Returns fame. Played Superman. Hey, Brandon Ruth. Welcome to the show Arrow on its third season. You have a lot to live up to. You are going to be playing Ray Palmer, otherwise known as The Atom. I hope you do a good job. But I also heard they're going to kind of make you the head of Queens Consolidated. So you're going to be like Oliver Queen's boss. Hold on. So Brandon Ruth is playing the Adam. The Adam. In the on show, the show Arrow. Arrow. Um, what's Queens Consolidated? It's the company that Oliver Queen's family made their fortune on. Who's Oliver Queen? Green Arrow. Oh, okay. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that. Okay, sorry. Of course you did. I'm more familiar with Marvel than DC, but yes, I've heard that. I just I didn't remember. Okay. Um, and Felicity, a character made for the show, who is in the Arrow group. She's like their tech person, okay. kind of like an oracle. For some reason, they're making this a love interest because got to have that on the CW. Kind of annoys me, but... Yeah, I haven't uh, watched it. To me, it just looks like one of those dudes with their shirts off shows. I don't know. It's not... It's not like there's a lot more to so it I've than heard. that. There is a lot more to it than that. But that is still a part of it because it's on the CW. And I'm really stubborn with TV. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, I'm not going to watch a fucking TV show. Even though there's a lot of good TV shows. I mean, for I'm... some reason, when they introduced uh, Barry Allen in the last season, they had to have this thing with her and Barry being like a couple before he got struck by lightning. Spoiler alert. That's how the Flash gets his freaking powers. But then it also, the second season of the show took place after the explosion um, after the lightning struck him and like he was in this coma for a long time, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Then like, it was just kind of like she went to call him one day cause he woke up and it turns out now he's got a new person who is the person that Barry Allen actually married in the comics. So, I mean, I like that, but it's like, what was the point of just throwing that in there? You know, you didn't need to just string that love interest along. There was no need for it. It went nowhere. It amounted to nothing. It barely even sizzled from like, flirtatious glances so cw i get it you're on the cw you have to try to get the 12 to 16 year old girl market into the show you don't have to do it this way right it's 2014 you don't have to that's so old school that's it's bigger than that now everyone likes comic books now, absolutely son. so disney is developing a live action dumbo remake live uh, action uh yeah by the writer of transformers Apparently, they thought the original wasn't racist enough. The original Dumbo? Uh, I don't know. Do you, were you a big Dumbo fan as a kid? Yeah, as a kid. I mean, I grew out of them fairly early. Yeah, it was never one of the Disney movies that I really cared about as a kid. I saw it maybe once. I remember twice, enjoying but... it a couple times. It was like by the time I turned seven or eight, I was already over it. So wait, what Disney movies were you when you were a kid? What were your Disney movies? Oh, I mean, my! I feel like it's obvious that Aladdin and The Lion King, yeah, like, are going to be on there. Obviously, my top two. Um, but older. The Disney other movies. one would be. I was huge fan of the animated version of Robin Hood. Okay, loved that. Cool. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Who Framed Roger Rabbit's not a Disney movie. It's uh. Yes, it is. They have licensed the right to use Disney and WB characters in it. I'm pretty well, sure. Well, yeah, but I'm pretty sure because there was a deal between Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny had to have the same exact amount of screen time, and that's why whenever you see uh, them, you see them at the same time, so that they. Well, no... I would like to believe that it's Disney. It doesn't matter. But then Disney would be like, "Fuck you! <laughs> we'll put Mickey in the whole fucking movie. Eat a dick." <laughs> oh no, no, you don't have to do that. Oh, see? Eat a dick. It's my movie now. Uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol. That Keep was the fighting other, me on this WB. That was the other one I absolutely loved. Mickey's Christmas loved, Carol. Loved, loved, loved. Jungle Book. Jungle Book was up there, too. Um, liked parts of Sleeping Beauty, only because... Never got into Sleeping Beauty. No, the only thing I really liked about Sleeping Beauty was the scary dragon fight at the end. Yeah. So that was like, I, I would fast forward it to that oh, part. Oh, Doug Fantasia as a kid because of the fucking demon monster yeah i always wanted to fast forward to that now as an adult i can appreciate the movie as a whole of course but yeah but yeah dumbo not on my top 10 disney movies fans of the conjuring rejoice your beloved demon uh puppet annabelle is getting its own spin-off movie oh god 
releasing October 3rd this year. Oh, wow, that's quick. How long have they been working on this? That's quick. Oh, yeah, that's just a couple months. For real. Don't get your hopes up too high because James Wan isn't going to be directing it. He's basically just the executive producer. So basically he's like, here, here's a little bit of my money. Go do what you got to do. I, uh, Annabelle. Just, yeah, and we'll see if by the time it releases on DVD if he's taken his name off of it. You ever seen the real Annabelle? The like you know Ed and Lorraine oh, Warren are yes, like I real have people. Seen pictures like, of it, yeah. It's just a Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah, it's like a legitimately. Yeah, the uh, uh, that they can't put a Raggedy Ann doll in the movie because of licensing. The, the but... doll that they created is much creepier. Yeah, if, obviously, hopefully, you know it's a it's an embellished story. I'd hope it is. It's just <laughs> like yeah, in real life though, this is it's just a fucking Raggedy Ann doll. Well, this story is being written by Gary Doberman. Some of you are saying, I don't know who why that is. Craig. Nathan, who's that? Don't ask whoa, me. Ask Craig. Whoa. I was asking him too. He's, he is of the Blood Monkey and Swamp Devil fame for writing those. Yeah, nobody knows who the crap he is. He's basically written um, saw a couple of those movies that you see in the uh, $5 bin at Walmart. Okay. And it's being directed by John Leonetti, who also directed a couple of sequels. Butterfly Effect sequel. Oh, oh, I'm sure that was fantastic. And the Mortal Kombat sequel, Annihilation. So <laughs> that, that at least has camp value. Is a lake situated on the Canada-U.S. border in Quebec, New York, and Vermont, rumored to be hidden in the depths, is is a mysterious sea creature er, 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 or monster known affectionately as Cham. Okay, so we have Lake Champlain. It's a beautiful lake. I personally have seen it once in my life. You've been there? I was a child, yep. Um, oh, no shit. I don't really remember a lot about it. I do remember it being peaceful. It did was you the see 80s. the monster? I did not see anything. Even as an impressionable child. I cannot confirm nor deny any of its <laughs> existence. Um, but yeah, Lake Champlain itself has a pretty big history. It used to not be a lake. What was it, a tributary? Is that what it's called? I don't know. I, mean, I don't know what shit. you're speaking. I'm just but, saying words I heard yeah. associated with lakes. Well, <laughs> you know how... Earth I hate is, when people do that. Right. <laughs> just say words. When you're like, you bring something up and they're just like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Just because it's a word they heard associated with it. And you're like, no, <laughs> not at all what I'm talking about. So is which it a bay? Very possible. Yeah, which no, is very possible. There's current like four said. bays in it already. Okay, anyways. But a tributary is something that leads into the ocean, isn't it? Yes, it used to be it some. contributes to the ocean. It actually used to be considered a sea. A sea? Yes, it was that big. Uh, 11, as far back as 11,000 years ago, our landscape obviously didn't look anything like it does today. Uh, the earth does change and move. Uh, the huge part that we know as the northeastern tip of uh, the United States, most of it was actually underground or and disconnected like as a separate island. And there was this huge waterway path that uh, allotted the passage from the Atlantic Ocean through this huge area of water and down back into the other end of the Atlantic Ocean, some 700 miles down. Okay. 
so I find this interesting. Like, I just love, it's fascinating, like, how the earth moves and changes. And, like, a thousand years from now, our landscape isn't going to look anything alike. Chances are it'll probably be from nuclear oblivion. But uh, that's neither here nor there. (laughs) So, yeah. So, and over time, it kind of enclosed and became, you know, a trapped little lake. Interesting. Which is roughly around a little bit over 400 square miles. So it's still a pretty big lake. It's a long lake. I think 40 feet deep at its deepest. At its deepest. Interestingly enough, too, it's also home to the oldest known fossil reef in the world. Uh, Fossil reef? Yeah, it's about 450 to 480 million years old. Damn. And while Lake Champlain is named after the famous explorer Samuel de Champlain. From France. From France. He actually mapped out the entire lake. On his boat. In 1609, was it? That's when he first came across the lake, at least. Yes. Story goes that he saw a horse-headed serpent monster in the water. Uh, uh, yeah, supposedly 20 foot long and thick as a barrel. And a head like a horse. Yeah, no, yes, he, didn't, he didn't say that. was the quote. Suppo- that was the quote. In- supposedly he said that he saw a 20 foot serpent, thick as a barrel, and head like a horse. But really, this is what he said. Here is also a great abundance of many species of fish. Amongst others, there is one called by the natives Chausaro, which I may not be pronouncing right, which is of various lengths, but the largest of them, as these tribes have told me, are from 8 to 10 feet long. I have seen some 5 feet long, which were as big as my thigh, and had a head as large as my two fists, with a snout 2 feet and a half long, and a double row of very sharp, dangerous teeth. Its body has a good deal the shape of a pike, but it is protected by scales of silvery, gl- of a silvery gray color, and so strong that a dagger could not pierce them. So yeah, he doesn't describe huh, a serpent with the head of a horse. That was terribly misquoted. Yeah, Marjorie Porter, shame on you for quoting it very improperly in Vermont Journal. Was that the magazine in the 1970s? Yes. Okay. It was actually yeah. in 1970. I mean, supposedly somebody from Samuel de Champlain's expedition did report seeing some type of monster in the lake or something, but I, I don't know exactly the facts on that, and it wasn't him. He saw a fish, a big fish. He saw a sturgeon or a garfish. Plain and simple. Those things get freaking huge. But the Abenaki and the Iroquois both had legends about a creature living in the lake. Is it Abenaki or Abenaki? I like Abenaki better. Okay. Sound, it rolls off the tongue as an English-speaking American. It sounds better that way, so it's probably wrong. <laughs> well, the Abenaki called it Tadaskok. 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 Now sounds that like a has a ring to it. Forget champ. Tadaskok. The wild, the mighty Tadaskok. Oh my God, that should have <laughs> Who been. Who dares challenge the mighty Tadaskok? That better be a high school team name, team mascot. <laughs> the the mighty Tadaskoks. No, not even plural, just singular, because there's only one. There may or may not be. That, that's kind of Still, ridiculous to believe that there's only been one creature. That's a mystical creature if it's been living there for thousands well, and thousands yeah. and thousands of years. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> but I read that... In order for it to be like a normal mammal to be able to live this existence as long as it needs, the population needs to at least be 50. And I don't think Lake Champlain can house 50 of those things. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's what makes me believe that, you know, if it is to be true, it would have to be one very mythical creature <laughs> that's just been living, living you know, it's, it's, it's persevered. 
Well, an old powder horn uh, belonging to a Crown Point soldier uh, from 1760 was found in the area that shows like a basically a big winged dragon. So, that's, so that, is that mythical enough for you? Big winged dragons are definitely mythical. <laughs> that's mythical enough for me. That's about as mythical yeah, as it gets. Pretty much. I fought one in a game I played. It was a video game. I took its soul. So on Thursday, July 22nd, 1819, Captain Crum reported seeing uh, a black monster about 200 yards away, about 187 feet long, very precise, uh, with, very a, precise. with a head resembling a seahorse that rose 15 feet out of the water. 15 feet, you say? He said it had three teeth, uh, white spots in its mouth. It had eyes the color of peeled onions, so white. Um, also had a white star on its forehead or a star the color of a peeled onion um, and a red ring around its neck that was just or as blood. I like to call it a uh, ring around its neck the color of an unpeeled apple um, <laughs> that, that wasn't it was it was uh, really the blood of its last victim oh okay well it was supposedly moving quote unquote with the utmost velocity while it was being chased by two large sturgeons and a billfish yeah yeah, sturgeons were really chasing Champ around. I doubt that. Yeah, first Champ of all, yeah, back. it was running from fish, big fish, but still fish. Fish that aren't 170, 187 feet long. Yeah, what the fuck? And how did he see all of this detail from two football fields away? Super detail. He's got great eyesight. Eagle eyes, that's where they got the term from, Captain Crumb. Arr. It had three teeth, I say. Are each of me eyeballs is its own separate eagle. Each of its eyeballs, the color of peeled onions. Are I can see the eyeballs from a 200 yards away. Garfish. White it. spots in its mouth, just like syphilitic Sam. He's me, bilge rat. Did you say, like, like his last syphilis exam? <laughs> <laughs> Pirates don't have exams. We just knows what we guts, and we keeps it twos ourselves. <laughs> Try not to look at it. First mate, stop looking at me, balls. <laughs> Dar, there be a garfish behind it. Captain Crumb probably was not a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Dar, I be pirating the seas of Lake Champlain. <laughs> All these buried He's the treasure. most feared pirate. <laughs> the only one. Har har. The fools on the ferry, they carry a hefty toll. The most feared pirate on the U.S. Canada border. A. A. Canadian pirates. Yay. Nah, he just says it to make them feel. More comfortable. Oh. He's not very good at pirating. As you can see, he chose Lake Champlain. He's starting small, (laughs) building his way up. (laughs) I realized Dar was no longer an outpost to the Atlantic. I got myself stuck in here. (laughs) (laughs) He said it just dried up. (laughs) I... I this this used to be a sea. However, I was tired and I took a nap. When I woke up, there was no more sea, and I was now king of Lake Champlain. 
Captain Crumb, the pirate king of Lake Champlain. <laughs> Jump forward to 1873. There was actually a, a, a pretty great boom in uh, the, the amount of sightings that took place for Champ. It's crazy. And also, this was also it's when crazy. the first media reporting of a sighting happened. I saw Champ. They, make, they made a New York Times story out of it. There was a, a railroad crew working nearby the lake, and it said that they had seen an enormous serpent in Lake Champlain with bright silvery scales that glistened in the sun. Arr, its scales were the color of silverware. They, they weren't pirates. They that were you used workers. to peel onions. Listen, they were railroad <laughs> workers. They could afford a butler and a maid, okay? I'm not going to do a racist Chinese impression, Craig. Then don't! <laughs> Clinton County Sheriff Nathan H. Mooney reported seeing a 30-foot serpent in the lake. And you know he's trustworthy. (laughs) Classic Mooney. That guy, he's a jokester. (laughs) He's he's always got the rest of the the crew in stitches. Moonies Moonies are known to be jokesters. You know, Paul Mooney. uh, Edward Mooney. uh, Sure, I don't know who that is, but sure. Mickey Rooney. Ed Mooney, not Mickey Rooney. (laughs) It's close to Ed Mooney. Neither a Mooney Uh, nor a comedian. I would like to say... Mooney was the uh, principal in uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. It could okay. be Rooney. But Nathans are known to be trustworthy. Nathan Hawthorne. Nathan, Nathan, Nathan Petrelli. Yeah, Nathan Capiser. Nathan Petrelli was not <laughs> trustworthy, okay? That man could fly, and he told no one. Also, the steamship WB Eddy, which sounds like a retail line for like upper-class males, um, supposedly sure. actually ran into Champ with a boat full of tourists on board. Yeah. And the boat almost turned over. So you would think everybody would be like, oh, my God, we hit something. <laughs> well, I, they were. <laughs> They're like, That's it's exactly just like the said. Titanic all over again. This is probably before the Titanic, though, wasn't it? Um, it's 1873. Yeah, before the Titanic. Rose was but a girl. Hard the apple of Jack's eye. <laughs> Yeah, they hit the thing, and immediately somebody just yelled, Abandoned ship! <laughs> jumped off. The captain jumped, jumped off. off. Promptly got swallowed whole by Champ. <laughs> uh, that year, P.T. Barnum offered $50,000 to anybody who could bring back the creature alive. Why, might you ask? Well, because it would have made them way more than $50,000 yeah, if they he, got a Yeah, he wanted it champ. to be part of his show. He's, he's a bastard. He's like, Diprosopus isn't enough. I thought it was a fucking dinosaur. <laughs> no, turns out now I got this guy with two faces and extra mouth to feed. You're a bastard, PT. As if the appetite a of a dinosaur bastard. wouldn't be more than an extra human. Right, right. Well, no, if they killed it. <laughs> if they killed it and he just put it on display. He's like, oh, it creeps me out. Oh, yeah, let's uh, fit him right in next to the man, the strong man, the man that can swallow fire, the man that can does not feel pain, and the woman with the biggest beard. What am I going to do with this billboard I had printed up? See a living diprosopus. Picture of a fucking dinosaur and everything. Sure, I took liberties with what, kind, what it would appear to be, but it's a fucking carnival photo. Great, great carnival photo. I want that. I want to put that... I want to put that huge That's carnival P.T. photo. P.T. Barnum. I have no idea what P.T. Barnum actually talked about. I imagine he had a twirly mustache. Yes, he, he most certainly did. He also had a giant top hat, a big bright red jacket with tails. <laughs> and, a, and a spunky can-do attitude. 
and a cane that he didn't use for walking but for pointing. (laughs) (laughs) So, Champ, this creature sometimes has humps. Sometimes he has humps, 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 humps. Sometimes he has has lovely lady lady lumps. lumps. Um, He's got humps on humps on humps, depending on who you ask. Uh, (laughs) Trumps on crumps on frumps. Yeah. He's frumpy, too. Sometimes it's black. Sometimes it's gray. Sometimes it's white with a black head. Sometimes brown. Sometimes green. Sometimes reddish bronze. Sometimes silver. Sometimes shiny. Sometimes scaly. Sometimes smooth. Sometimes furry. No. (laughs) Um, Never furry. Sometimes, well, sometimes it has a mane. Uh, sometimes it has horns or even moose-like antlers. Sometimes it has elephant ears. Um, so it could be mammalian, reptilian, fish-like, dinosaur-like. What if, what if every single description you just said was a different creature in the lake? Well, dude, it's also been described as looking, quote-unquote, like a long log or pole or, quote-unquote, like a telephone pole in appearance. Hey, hey, I hate to break it to you guys, but you saw a fucking log. Or a telephone pole. Oh my god, look at that thing. It looks like a long log or pole. It must be champ. (laughs) It must be a dinosaur. And look at that thing up at the edge of the lake. It looks like an SUV. It must be champ. It must be a dragon. Look at the things coming out of it. They look like people. It's giving birth to baby champs. Baby champs. Fair points, new Sir, I'm going to have to ask you to sit down and quiet down. Get out of my face, champ! Champ! Abandoned ship! Ah! The Fair Point Podcast, fighting baby champs. (laughs) New mascot. Make it happen. Everything is champ. We ask them to like our Facebook page. They go, Fair Point Podcast. They're like, oh, God, it's champ! (laughs) And this was weeks before we even announced the champ champ episode. champ (laughs) podcast. Run, it's Champ. Where's the dislike button? (laughs) Champ's taking over social media, too. (laughs) He's just cranky. He hates Champ. But he's (laughs) committed to seeing him every time he goes to the lake. I see Champ in my dreams every time I close my eyes. I see Champ. Why do you think I'm always carrying this harpoon with me? Oh, God. Almost hit me in the head. Put that thing away. In 1945, more sightings occurred. The SS Ticonderoga said that they saw a mighty creature that was long, sleek, and dinosaur-looking. Maybe humpback. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think I had a humpback. That's what the report had said. Because a lot of dinosaurs had humpbacks. No, I don't really know many. (laughs) I don't... Well, I don't know about you, but I've never met many dinosaurs in my lifetime, so I, I can't... I can't okay, I guess you're right. The skeleton deny. doesn't have to, yeah. When you say humpback, you instinctually think like an extra lump, just like this one lump. Yeah, I mean, honestly, on it. it's when because... It's probably just like a curved spine. But like that know? type of shit like, is just because that is like stuff floats in a line in, in the water and people mistake it for fucking Champ. humps of, of a sea creature, you know? It yeah. dates back to like sea serpents. They would mistake it for sea serpents. And nowadays, people just still mistake it for sea creatures. And, they're, and since they think it's a dinosaur, because that's the modern mythology of it being a plesiosaur or something, you know, they're like, oh, right. it has humps on its back. It does have humps on its back. It doesn't. <laughs> it does. I don't know. Oh, my God. It's a plesiosaur with a log on its back. <laughs> <laughs> a 
abandoned champ. <laughs> ah. It's champ. <laughs> swim away. It's swim champ away. with another champ on its back, you fool. There's two champs. <laughs> the power of suggestion. <laughs> For real. Uh, that is absolutely correct. This is my favorite character we've ever created on the podcast. Step aside, Guy Fox. I like the champ guy. The champ guy. Ah, it's champ. <laughs> champ everywhere. It's champ with a beard. No, no it's you Guy silly Fox. Bastard. Those are just Ewoks. Hey, have you heard of this, uh, The Fault in Our Stars that everyone's talking about? Oh, I heard it was, this, it was a very dramatic, romantic movie. No, I couldn't watch it. <laughs> champ. I saw the trailer. There's champs in it. <laughs> There's champs I'm not taking movie. my kids to see that shit. <laughs> that garbage. See monster <laughs> shit. Get champ out of the media. <laughs> Get champ out of our movies. It is not wholesome. Champ. So on Tuesday, July 5th, 1977, Sandra Manzi. Oh, no, you didn't. And her fiance, Anthony Manzi. And her children. Uh, Nancy Manzi. <laughs> and and uh, Randy Manzi. I made, Randy Manzi. I made her children's names. Nancy up. and Randy Manzi. <laughs> um, they, uh, they, Sandra and her fiance took their kids to the lake. Uh, the kids went down to play in the water, and Tony went back to the car to get the camera. Uh, Sandra saw the creature while he was gone, and she was mesmerized by it, not scared. Uh, Tony returned, and he was like, WTF, get the kids out of the water. What are you doing? Get out of the it's water. Champ. It's Champ. Jaws. <laughs> it's Champ. It's Champ Jaws. And the other guy was like, finally, somebody's. <laughs> That's I'm not the I was only one her. seeing this. I'm not the only one seeing this. I'm Talk not crazy. to your wife. I tried telling her it was champ. She wouldn't listen. She's his, like, his wife's like. To be fair, he was yelling at that at me about our children before it <laughs> rose out of the water. She's just like, okay. So you want me to take a picture of champ or of the tree trunks floating in the water? Because <laughs> they both kind of look alike. Panoramic. They didn't have panoramic instant cameras back then. Well, no. This photograph that she took, uh, obviously Tony gave her the camera after he got the kids out of the water. And uh, she took one photo, then set the camera back down and just watched it as it chilled there for four to seven minutes. This is supposedly the most convincing, like realistic, like good photo of a cryptid, which is a cryptozoological creature, a creature that hasn't been proven to science uh, ever. And I mean... It's hard to say it isn't because it, it, the photo looks like a dinosaur, like a plesiosaur. It, it does. I mean, if you watch my video on YouTube um, about the about this subject, about the Loch Ness monster, um, plesiosaurs don't actually arch their necks out of the water. Well, they don't do anything because they're dead. But if they weren't <laughs> dead, they wouldn't arch their necks out of the water like a swan. Swans swans float on the water, and their necks are built to arch like that. Plesiosaurs don't do that. So uh, it's a giant radioactive swan? Is that what you're saying? That could swim? Well, supposedly this photo has been analyzed by a lot of people, and pretty much everybody agrees that it hasn't been tampered with. Something was in the water that she took a photo of. Whether or not it was a monster is still up to debate. But right. she, 
she didn't superimpose another image on Twitter. And I actually did see a few interviews with her um, on YouTube. She, her mind is set on what she saw. She knows what she saw. She explained it vividly. Very. But the human mind does what it you wants can argue to do. it. But if you argue it, you don't know what you're talking about because every human mind is super fallible. My own, your own. Nope. Fucking Stephen Hawking's. Everybody's. No. The Dalai Lama's. Everyone's. Because we're humans. No, it's just because it's the mind. It's it's a. Now we're gonna get all Buddhist. The mind. You don't have to. No, no, no. But the mind is. Let's uh, and this is a limited definition of the mind, so I'm not trying to capture it in a box and say this is what it is. But like for the sake of conversation, the mind is like a device that's used to to sense and and navigate through reality. So by no means could it be capable of knowing completely and exactly what reality is. You know what I mean? Like it it is right. what it is. It does what it does. So like the mind has many functions that it's that it performs a lot of these are like it's crazy how much like for example you you say you rely on what you see well like that microphone you're seeing in front of my face right now craig you're probably not really seeing it like honestly it's very possible for a spider to crawl right across it when you're looking at it and you wouldn't even notice that spider not because you weren't paying attention to it but because that microphone is a static image and eventually your mind's just like all right word microphone there I'm not going to waste time on it. And you're seeing the microphone there. You already know what it looks like. So like the spider crawling is just a random idea, but just to ex- illustrate that like your mind isn't actively every second taking in that microphone and relaying it to you. It formed that picture and put it there. So in a very same way, there's all sorts of things that you can literally see. And like, it doesn't necessarily mean that it was totally accurate. And I'm not saying that it doesn't well, mean it wasn't either. That's true hallucinations, man. Terrence McKenna gonna, and shit. I was just gonna say that uh, the, the the human mind isn't perfect. That's true, <laughs> but I took it a you took it way, way too far. step farther. That's why uh, reports are the, of the thing being anywhere between eight and one hundred and eighty-seven feet long. And well, there's a lot of reasons too, because also when something's on the water and you don't have reference points, it's very hard for you to form a size exactly. or a distance. Remember when we were talking about uh, doing the race underwater? It's, it's tough. I don't remember Water's that. not a re- – uh, how like you can't measure 100 yards on the water oh, because yeah. the, the totally. finish line would move. Anyways, just callbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. But yes, back to Sandra Manzi. Like she threw away the negative because she always threw away her negatives. But of that, why? Yeah, like, that makes sense. I am so committed and I really truly believe that I saw a fucking living – dinosaur out there and that it was one of the most phenomenal crazy moments of my life and that this would change the face of science and i threw the negative away negatives who needs negatives i got the hard proof right here yeah this one One copy photograph yeah all i need seriously what that doesn't make sense i also heard at one point that it was that she didn't think anyone would believe her, so she threw it away. Yeah, I, nobody's going to believe me. I'd better throw away my proof. <laughs> there like, you go. What? Like, And I also think I heard that her husband said that they buried it or that they burned it or something. Why? Because they thought it was evil. They thought it was unholy and that it wasn't. this wasn't a good thing and it wasn't good to like propagate it it's and not keep like that. It, but, it, it's not like the movie sinister where like but either it's, way it's, if that if that's what they thought it, it's contradicting a the fact that they kept the photo for four years before they ever reported this right and that they fucking 
they, she reported that she wasn't scared, that she was just mesmerized by it and was like, wow, she didn't even get the kids out of the water. If she thought that shit was the devil, she would have got the kids out of the water. Right. <laughs> she wouldn't have said, I was just mesmerized. The I devil's in the water. I don't know. It's called booze. All right, so theories. What is champ? Uh, first of all, we've got the devil. Yes, aliens. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got aliens. Yes. Can't, no, oh. no theory list aliens. is complete without aliens. I do anything. have uh, one other Why big did one. she leave me? Aliens? I mean, I'm just <laughs> yeah. throwing it out there. Right there, buddy. Aliens, that's, that's why. That's why that guy would be the worst She's friend. She's now into aliens. The guy uh, from the History Channel with the crazy hair, he would be the worst friend <laughs> when you just got out of a breakup because yeah, he'd just be like, Aliens. No, you know what? He'd be the second worst friend. The worst friend would be like, because she was champ. She's cha- <laughs> no, she left you. You're champ. She left you because you're champ. I'm leaving. Or, I'm leaving you too. Bye, I always, I always thought, uh You're not going to eat me. Nice try. Pretend to be my best friend. I always thought Grumpy Cat was the worst friend. Grumpy Cat? Grumpy Cat. Oh, Grumpy Cat. Terrible friend. Grumpy Cat. You love oh. Grumpy Cat? Yeah, but you wouldn't want to be his friend. He's a total, he's a total downer. <laughs> <laughs> He's a cat. <laughs> That's no excuse, damn it. Another theory, Champ is Grumpy Cat. Um, no, I had this one theory that uh, it was basically like a discarded parade float, maybe. <laughs> it just comes to the surface every once in yeah, a while. Yeah, well, a sturgeon's under it. <laughs> or around. like two or three of them are under it. <laughs> so they're like kind of in costume. I think it's the Food City Clown from New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, you think so? Yes. Fuck it. At that rate, why can't it be TJ's big boy? <laughs> I think it's Charles Lindbergh's baby. Oh, really? <laughs> We're going that route. Grew up to become a monster. <laughs> this is what you turned me into, Dad. It's Sloth from the Goonies, though. Really? Okay, but no, but seriously, um, a horse-headed sea serpent... There's yes. that. There's uh, just straight up a mystical kind of sea serpent thing. There's in the horse's a, head. a living plesiosaurus. Yes, a living plesiosaur, uh, or a living brontosaur. Even early on, ah, early, early very early on, it was actually reported as being a brontosaur-like creature. Uh, when people still, because people still believed that that's what brontosaurs did, so it was a feasible thing because this is based on pop culture and understandings of dinosaurs. See my YouTube video for more. Uh, Shaggy the Shaman on YouTube. Uh, There's a video there about the Patterson-Gimlin tape and the Loch Ness Monster Surgeon's photograph. Go check it out. But back to this. Yeah, it could be a dinosaur. Uh, It could be a Basilosaurus, some people have said. What's a Basilosaurus? It's basically like an ancient uh, whale. Oh, or a Zooglodon, another type of ancient whale. Is a Basilosaurus one of the serpent-like whales? Yes. Yeah, before they evolved... Well, during I'm sorry, that's not how evolution works. Before they evolved, during the process of the before evolution they hit level thirty six, yeah, no, during the uh, before they held the moonstone, yeah, it doesn't work like that. But during the process of evolution throughout the history of whales, there was one time where there were whales that were serpent like and whales that were more like ours nowadays. Yes. Uh, also, there's there's one guy who's trying to propagate this theory that it's a a tanistrophius. Which I'm is, glad that you didn't make me try to pronounce that. <laughs> it's a prehistoric sea reptile with an incredibly long neck. And it actually has legs, not fins. But its neck is fucking long. And it's crazy, too, because it only has 10 vertebrae. Really? In its neck. Really yes. spread out. 
And yeah, that thing was around during the Triassic yeah, period. Yeah, I feel like its neck's like twice as long as its body or something. Don't quote me on the actual statistics, but also could be a sturgeon, could be a gar pike, could be a giant eel. But there could are could be a log or could, a telephone could pole. Could be a telephone pole. Could be a log. If there's anything we've learned today, it's that everything's champ. Everything is champ. But going back to, is it this or is it that? And you know how I had said science had, had dictated that in order for a species to stay alive, it needed a herd of at least 50? That's going based on the theory that with the exception of only single-celled organisms, there are no living animals documented that are able to reproduce asexually. But I still say listen to the Zilla episode, though. Yeah. Because we did talk about parthenogenesis in that episode, and that is very interesting. So check it out. Right. Again, you would still probably need multiple. Yeah, the Zill episode was at 53, 54. It wasn't that long ago. Whatever. Just go back a little bit. You'll find it. It's a good one anyways. <clears throat> so those are reasons why it might be something else and not an ancient serpent, unless basically, you know, uh, it is a creature that's defying most of the laws of science. Or it might just be nothing. Oh, I never thought of that one. It Jeez. might just be people imagining it and propagating this cultural myth. And it could be a family of otters. Could, probably not. Probably not, otters? but it could no, be. No, otters in Lake Champlain? No way. No way, right? I don't think they... I don't know. I don't think they could... Why not? Why not Lake Champlain, otters? Stuck up bastards. Arr, they told me the same thing about pirates. And Arr, they it said it's time. not no sea no more. Champ is real, I tell you. Real as the Loch Ness Monster is. Real as a garfish. <laughs> so, hey, if you're listening, let us know. We want to hear from you. Uh, there's all sorts of ways to let us know. Um, first so and foremost. So many ways. So many ways. Go to our Facebook. Don't worry. It's not Champ. It's just a Facebook page. Um, Don't be that guy. On yeah. Facebook. You like us, you get posts or updates, status post picture thingies. I, I talk well. Um, I talk well. <laughs> all sorts of shit. Check it out. Facebook. It's a good way to support us, too. Sure. Yeah. Um, hit up our Tumblr, too, if you want to see plenty of pictures. We might even show the Mansi photograph there. Yeah, I don't know if we've enabled the ask button there, but we definitely will enable ask so you can... Go ahead and shoot us topic requests, questions, corrections, anything. Beat super fan Josh. Let us know that you are even more super. I mean, he's listened fan. to every episode in yeah, a row. Yeah, have you? Someone's going to write in and be like, "That's he listened to every episode in a row? I listen to every episode at the same fucking time. Well, Josh, thanks for loving me unconditionally. <laughs> Appreciate it. Also, email fairpointpodcast at yahoo.com. Just send us an email send there. Send an email, man. Send an email. No one else um, has to see it. No one has to know. It can be our little secret. Of course. If you don't, if you want us to mention you on the podcast, let us know. If you don't, let us know. <laughs> we follow ain't give uh, out follow last us on name Twitter, man. Go ahead, Fairpoint Pod. I'm battling with this thing on whether or not uh, it would be a good idea. Maybe we could do like a little time period where if you follow us, we'll follow you back. For a certain amount of time. Word. Go ahead. We're, I, we're, we're about to hit that follow button, but you got to follow first. Guys. On uh, Twitter? On Twitter, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, because we can't. Yeah, yeah, totally on Twitter. Um, and, and on Tumblr. Yeah, totally. On Twitter, Tumblr, anywhere that we have the ability to follow. You follow us, we'll follow you. 
Follow me. Followers, following each other. Le- we're all leaders. We're all followers. It's a new world. 2014. We're going to follow each other into Mordor. And one back. Does, one does not simply walk into Mordor and not follow his friend. Also, iTunes, subscribe, rate, review, Team Nathan, Team Craig. I want ratings and reviews. Craig wants subscriptions. Well, now I want both. Oh, so it's just Team Nathan and Team Craig? It's Team Nathan and Team Craig, but I'm happy if Nathan wins. Um, Yeah, ratings, reviews, that shit helps a lot because other people see it. They know what to expect when they download our podcast. And not only do prospective listeners see it, but prospective sponsors see it. And uh, we see it. More importantly than that, we see it. And more importantly than that, this other guy sees it and he thinks it's champ. And he's like, yeah, ah, for real, another champ. No, it's just another review. Cause can his another name really also good be guy fan that wanted to support us? Can his name also be guy? We have two guys, champ guy, champ guy and guy Fox <laughs> <laughs> from the secret room. I'm Nathan Capiser and I'm Craig, the plesiosaurus. No last name. Hey, don't listen to them. They're both champ. I'm champ. Oh, God, I'm champ. Oh, They all be champs. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast and like listening to podcasts about weird shit, please go check out our friends over at Blurry Photos. Uh, Blurry Photos is another funny and informative podcast, which deals exclusively in the curious and unexplained, hosted by the very funny Dave Stecco and Dave Flora. Uh, Every week they explore history's mysteries, conspiracies, cryptozoology, and paranormal activity, not the movies, like the actual thing, which may or may not be an actual thing. Uh, You can check out their podcast on iTunes or over at blurryphotos.org, that's .org, not .com. Um, it's definitely worth your time. If you like shit like this, you're going to get a kick out of it. We we get nothing out of you going and checking them out. We just think it's a quality podcasting and like to spread the word. Uh, to give you a little bit of incentive, we figured we'd show you a clip from our very own Fairpoint number 19, in which we had them on as special guest hosts. In this clip, we talk about juggalos and old German fairy tales. Check it out. Um... <laughs> So apparently, uh, there's some controversy going around about an apparent UFO in the background of a Juggalo documentary. That's a the surprise. Insane clown posse. Yeah, the ICP. The ICP. How did I know that sick and demented clowns were going to find its way into this podcast? Oh man, they have to. I I am not ashamed to admit. Uh, while I don't particularly enjoy the music of the Insane Clown Posse, I am obsessively fascinated with juggalo culture i actually run into them a lot where i work and it's it's interesting do you work at a cosmetic shop (laughs) hot topic (laughs) Uh, yeah they're an interesting lot so apparently somebody did a documentary it's like 23 minutes what am i that is it was it 23 minutes of continuous footage until the camera was stolen (laughs) (laughs) but uh it's on youtube if you just search for american juggalo uh, definitely not safe for work. Anyway, don't don't try to keep a job and watch a Juggalo video <laughs> at the same time. It doesn't work out for them, and it won't work out for you. <laughs>
around four minutes into the video, there's somebody, you know, flapping his gums, standing outside, and up in the top left-hand corner, there's this little silvery dot that moves to the left and then just sort of disappears. And disappears in a way that makes you think, like, it just kind of got folded into the sky, if that makes sense. <laughs> Not no, yet. No. <laughs> um... Dave's planet right now and looking at it. This yeah. is the first time he's seen it. So I, I brought this up while uh, while Flora was talking. Hey, we're and checking it out. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly at, uh, you know, if you go to 357 and then play it, you'll see that thing up in the corner. It looks kind of like a Mylar balloon, but it, it doesn't quite work right that way. Yeah. I like things that you can Google with two three-letter acronyms, ICP, UFO. That's pretty cool. Nice. <laughs> Although I'm not finding it Googling that, so I guess I try should. A, try American Juggalo. <laughs> I should have just followed your advice from the start, but <laughs> no, well, I gotta... know, see, this is the thing you we've we've proven the thesis now. Like now, the listeners know exactly what works. Yeah. <laughs> and where in this film am I supposed to go? Go to three minutes and about fifty-five seconds. Okay, let me just sign in to confirm my age. <laughs> oh shit! Does that mean that That's I actually was shit. already somehow signed in and had confirmed my age? Yeah, you're a... look, dude. Oh, I'm signed in as the podcast, and we're into all kinds of weird shit. Woo! Well, are you over 14 years of age? Barely. <laughs> Mentally, emotionally, or physically? <laughs> Is 14 really the cutoff? Wow. I understand and wish to proceed. Damn, this video takes itself seriously. Don't yeah, worry, it's I was not a video, it's a film, dude. <laughs> <laughs> was this during the daytime in the film? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the dude that sort of looks like a really scraggly white Coolio. Yes. Yeah, he's white Coolio! <laughs> And it's to the left, you said? Upper left-hand corner. Okay. It looks like, kind of looks like a Mylar balloon, but it's not. Oh, my oh, God. I see it. That's nuts. And it just goes away. Yeah. What? Well, I wouldn't put it past somebody to put that in that video, too. That's, that's... really clear. Have have Has it been, like, analyzed or anything yet? I, I don't know that it that it has, but that's sort of the thing that, that we run into in, in this field is, is that I don't think you can trust anything anymore. Yeah, you know? it, I mean, is, it is difficult. Technology, yeah, it's too easy to fake stuff nowadays. Oh, yeah, and anybody can do it, you know? Photoshop has been a hazard. Oh, it's it's destroyed this this whole... <laughs> it, it's simultaneously, I think, destroyed, and to those who really believe it, it's bolstered. Yeah. Because there's more stuff coming out. And I think, we've discussed this, and I don't remember, we may have actually done it or, or taken it out of a podcast but we've had a discussion about whether or not it's even possible to prove anything anymore right. whether right. whether that even exists as a possibility so i say you're about out of business huh or yeah or don't you mean extinct yeah so that's the end of blurry photos our Thank next you. podcast is about uh chicken recipes yeah. healthy oh, living hey you now like... you're taking some pointers from us just do anything whatever yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it ice cream you guys like, Ice uh, cream! You guys like lemon pepper? Yeah. Lemon pepper? <laughs> well, you, guys, you guys enjoy uh, salmon? <laughs> that's, that's, that's good for you. It's got that uh, antioxidants. Uh, omega-3? So, have you guys heard about this uh, supposedly... Well, not supposedly. I mean, it happened. Uh, well, I, I don't know. I guess it is supposedly. I, I, the fucking government lies to you every Spit day as, out, we've, as we've established. <laughs> um, a collection of like 500 new myths, legends, and fairy tales and stuff cataloged around the same time as the Grimm brothers has been found in Germany. Yeah, I just I just heard about that this morning. That's fucking awesome. Uh I guess they were locked away in an archive in Regensburg for over 150 years. 
The stories were collected by historian Franz Xaver von Schonworth. I don't, I don't. His name was Bratwurst. Hans. 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 Stein. Yeah, Stein and Stubenbergen. German, German, German. He was kind of a big deal. I guess Jacob Grimm actually said of him, Nowhere in the whole of Germany is anyone collecting so accurately, thoroughly, and with such a sensitive ear. And he considered him the only person worthy of replacing he and his brother in like in their line of work, you know. Wow, that's awesome! Yeah, I got a shout out from Jacob Grimm. <laughs> it's going on the back cover of, of my cover. Of the <laughs> yeah. Too bad it's it took hundred and fifty years. It's got like some different local versions of already popular fairy tales that we already know, but they're less polished, and you know, like the Grimm brothers kind of added a literary glean to it, you know. And yeah. it's it's so it's it's a little more rough, but there's also a lot of new stories that nobody's heard. I looked at one called the Turnip Princess that I kind of wanted to share. Um, <laughs> it's interesting. I, I love German fairy tales because it never <laughs> ends well. Oh yeah, for kids. So for a, kids. <laughs> so a young prince was out for a walk in the forest one day, and he found himself lost. He came upon a cave, and so he passed the night there. When he awoke. Standing next to him was an old witch with a bear and a dog. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Which is always a good sign, so... We're off to a good start. The witch wished for him to marry her, which he refused. However, she would not let him leave the forest. So... <laughs> Entrapment! Yeah. One day, the bear Don't was worry, alone... y'all are safe. Y'all are nowhere, but y'all are safe. <laughs> like a spider in my little web. <laughs> then I eat him. <laughs> so one day the bear was alone with the prince and he said to him pull the rusty nail from the wall so that i shall be delivered and place it beneath a turnip in the field and in this way you shall have a beautiful wife what <laughs> okay can, can we deliver can, me can we diagram that so you got a talking bear <laughs> to a child pull the rusty nail out of the wall put it under a turnip and you'll have a beautiful wife. Well, yeah. Oh, and deliver me. Is that all? That are you to? having trouble following the logic there? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't speak German. I don't... <laughs> the translation's well, a little fuzzy. Well, the, <laughs> like the prince yeah. had no problem with it because the prince went right up and he pulled the nail with such force that it shook the cave and let out a loud rumble like thunder. The bear stood up at once like a man, bearded and wearing a crown upon his head. Yeah. So the bear's a man. I, so the, and the nail was like the thing trapping him as a bear? I think. I think. This this story's kind of like a weird disjointed dream. And yeah. it's not even close to over. Wait, so, wait, wait. Can you, can you start back over telling the story? I'm going to push play on Dark Side of the Moon. And I want to <laughs> yeah, see yeah, yeah, yeah. if this lines up in a meaningful way. You I'm going to need you to roar three times. <laughs> um. So the prince leapt up and he went forth to a field of turnips, of course, because that's where he got put the nail. And he was about to place the nail beneath one of the turnips when appeared above him a great monster, so frightening that he dropped the nail and he pricked his finger on a hedge. And of course, as usually happens when you prick your finger on a hedge, he bled until he passed out. <laughs> that's, that, that exceeds a pricking. <laughs> Guys, you can't make fun of this guy. He's got anemia. <laughs> So when he awoke, he found himself elsewhere, and he noticed from the growth of beard on his chin that much time had passed. He searched long and far through every turnip field. Wait, what happened to the monster? 
I don't know. <laughs> dude, it's like... I guess, I guess my work here is done. Yeah. Dude, this, it, they just pick up things and then they move. This is like... Somebody needs to teach them like the three-act structure, seriously. <laughs> the, the monster comes flying out and he just wanted to say hi and he sees the kid pass out in a pool of his own blood and just, just backs away. Like, oh, crap, oh, crap. Oh, no. <laughs> I've got two strikes. I can't go back to jail. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I lost myself here. So uh, he bloodily passed out. He woke up. He had a big-ass beard, so he realized a lot of time had passed. So he went searching through the turnip fields, but he couldn't find what he was looking for. So one night, he sat down dejected on a ridge beneath a flowering blackthorn bush, which had one branch that was yielding red blossoms. He broke off the branch, because he's a dick, <laughs> and stuck it in a large turnip in front of him, and then he went to sleep. Because... That's something that you do, duh. I guess. Well, was... I mean, it was lot. Obviously, that was the next move. Yeah. Well, That's when what he they do. when he awoke in the morning, the turnip had grown and began to resemble like an open nutshell, inside which lay the nail. And of course, there was also a kernel inside, as there usually is in a nutshell. A, a, a kernel. <laughs> we made him Not... delicious chicken. And it and it had a tiny foot, a tiny hand, and even fine hair, as you would see on a beautiful girl. So the prince took the turnip naturally, and he searched and eventually came back upon the cave that he was originally held hostage at, but it was empty. So, next logical course of action, he took the nail and struck it back into the wall, and at once the old woman and bear were suddenly there, too. Uh, I don't know what happened to the dog. This story just kind of, like, mentioned there was a dog, and I, maybe there wasn't an editor, but they'd never come back to the dog. Um... <laughs> So the old woman and the bear, the prince is the bear like ate the dog, maybe. Yeah, the bear probably got hungry. Maybe uh, the dog read the story before he was in it. It's like, you know what? Fuck I'm, this. I'm, I'm out. Like, yeah. So he demanded of the old woman to know what became of this beautiful girl that apparently got turned into a turnip. And the old woman giggled and said, "You have me, so why do you scorn me?" The bear told the prince to pull the nail out of the wall. The prince said to the bear, "You are honest to be sure." but I shall not be the old woman's fool again. The prince pulled the nail out halfway. See, he just, just kind of pulled it out, and he saw that the bear became half man, and the witch became half beautiful and half kind, I guess. Uh, kind of beautiful. Yeah, she was, she was like, she was like ugly hot, I guess. But she had a butter face. <laughs> like 3 a.m. hot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Last call, don't know what to yeah, do, well, gotta get it in. Well, well, well we call back, uh, we call it a uh, last call beauty queen. <laughs> uh, I guess you'll do tonight. <laughs> as long as she's above a four. <laughs> so yeah, at that the prince was like, oh fuck this, pulled the nail out entirely, and the witch turned back into the beautiful woman she once was, delivered from the spell laid upon her. And then the nail burst into flames and burnt up. Um, then the young pair traveled to the kingdom of the prince's father, and they lived happily ever after, and, yeah. What? It just kind of ended. Okay, uh, I'm gonna give you some editorial advice. No climax. If you, if you could underlay that with the, <laughs> one pill makes you larger, <laughs> like, you know, like a real 60s drug trip feel. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, what the fuck is, I feel like I, I know why the Grimm Brothers fairy tales got popular and his didn't. Yeah, I get, I mean, I, I understand this guy's dedication to, like, collecting stories, but I get the very serious, like, mental image of a guy with, like, a quill and ink in, in, in just some shithole bar and some drunk, and then he pulls the nail. 
Drama, hold on. <laughs> it pulls the nail out, and it's not a bear. It's, it's an old man. It says, uh, you should go bury that under turnip. Then he goes out there, and he loses it. And, um, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, so then he wakes up, and he's got a beard. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Yes. We gonna put this in the time capsule. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna put this in the... Wow. That's, that's a bad drug trip. That's an... are, are you sure it's German though? Because the kid only bled a little. He didn't actually <laughs> die or Well he bled enough to pass out for a week. Yeah, no no one taught him a lesson about good punctuation by cutting his thumb off or anything. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, you know what's funny? That reminds me. There's aren't there some African tales of uh, requesting favors and then uh, from from a shaman, and then the shaman will nail a nail into a wooden stake, and as long as the nail is in there, your your re- request will either come to pass or be working towards it. And once it's removed, then it all kinds of falls apart. Do you, have you ever heard of that? No. So are you saying there's an there's an uncredited shaman at work in this? No. <laughs> Maybe it's best I, he's I left have, I see where you're coming from, though. No, I've, I mean, I've read so much about a lot of this stuff, and I've just forgotten half of it. But I have heard plenty of times before stuff about a nail being driven into, like, well, this was in a cave, but yeah. usually into wood of some sort or a tree or something like that. So do you think, was there, there had to have been wood in the cave then. Right? I mean, yeah, can you, you just nail something into the cave side? Well, I mean, this is a story where a bear turns half man and has a crown. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess anything's possible. Right. I mean, <laughs> Are you part bear too? Hey, you know what? Just don't touch the damn nail, dude. That's all I'm asking. It's a sim- it's, I got one house rule. <laughs> Pay five bucks for Well, okay, I got two. You take your shoes off and you don't touch the nail. <laughs> No, it's not. It's not to hang your coat on, dude. So the one thing I don't get is he pulled the one thing. (laughs) Okay, one of the many things I don't get. He pulls the nail out, and the old witch becomes the beautiful young girl, but she's still a witch. It also was. I mean, where was she the first time the nail came out? I don't know. And if she's a witch, like, isn't there a better witchier solution to these problems? No, 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 no. This is our hot Wiccan that we keep looking for. Oh, yes, yes. That's the eternal quest for a hot Wiccan. If if we run if we run into one that is, uh, you know, below a four, then we go to our house and pull out all the nails. (laughs) See which one works. That is bound to work. Let me know how that works out for you guys. In no way will it collapse your house. I am. I am officially announcing. I'm opening a singles bar called the Rusty Nail. (laughs) Oh no! There, there was a when I went to college. There was a restaurant called the Rusty Nail. Really? And it was disgusting. It got shut down quick. Yeah, I would think so. It's because there was like human hairs in the turnips. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, no. I worked there for about a week. I was disgusted with the way they ran the place. That's a terrible name for a restaurant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually, I really like the idea of the the rusty nail for a uh, a, a singles bar because it's like, I mean, yeah, it's a nail, but it's kind of rusty, you know. <laughs> you're you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot on the way because you know your clientele is going to come in and just be like, so. What's rusty now, man? Like, well, there's this old German folk, and she'd be like, "You're fucking weird." Yeah, and and they're 
buying drinks the whole time I'm telling this shitty story. And it's great. I'll remember it when I'm drunk because it doesn't matter. (laughs) No, no, wait, wait. Now I thought you said there was a dog. No, the dog ran away. Dog just run away. It happens. Don't be a pussy. Get out of my bar. (laughs) Never get laid again in this town, fuckers. Rusty nail rule. You know what? Uh, That would be worth uh, like a, a ghost story episode. Yeah. To just, just read these discovered German folk tales. That'd be fun. Yeah. You guys should totally yeah. do it. I will totally yeah, listen man, to that. That would be awesome because that I'm I'm already in love with it. Yeah. There'd That's the only fun. one I've read, so nonsensical time capsule stories. <laughs> what was the guy's name again? German Germany, the, the Yeah, it was uh Von Schwarzer or Ben Stein. Professor Xavier. Hold on, let me see. It was uh Strudel Strudel Franz von Lederhosen the third. Franz Xaver von Schonworth. You'll find it. Alright. <laughs>